0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and today is Wednesday, April 4th, 2018. Today we are reading from the Big Book. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics. We are on page 47. We will be reading the second and third paragraphs, It starts, We Needed to Ask Ourselves, and today's readers are the 12 Steps, Kathy R., the 12 Traditions, Alina M., our text readers, Lynn F., Madeline R., Tina S., and the Share ID for yesterday, Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018, the 7 a.m. Eastern Meeting, 11,243. 11243. One, one, and the share ID for yesterday, Tuesday, April 3rd, 10 a.m. meeting is 11245. 11245. One, one, OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Kathy R. to read the 12 steps of OA for us, please.
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy R. I'm calling from the Tampa Bay, Florida area. These are the 12 steps of the OA program. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food promptly admitted it 11 thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out and number 12 having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps we tried to carry the, this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs I hope everybody has a great day and thank you for letting me do this service this morning.
0: Thank you, Ka- Kathy R. Good morning. I will now ask Alana M, Elena M, to read the 12 traditions.
2: Thanks, Monica. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater from Ottawa, Ontario. My name is Alana M, and these are our 12 traditions. Um, Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, or public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Alana M.,
0: Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter We are We agnostics." We are on page 47, and we will be starting with the second paragraph. We needed to ask ourselves, but one short question: Two paragraphs will be read, ending with "We could commence at a simpler level." And I will ask Lynn F. if she would begin reading for us,
3: please. Good morning, visionaries. This is Lynn F., uh, recovered in Pennsylvania. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. It has been repeatedly proven among us that upon this simple cornerstone, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. That was great news to us, for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with spiritual approaches, How frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes. But I cannot accept as merely as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it is comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. As I read this these passages, I recall um, coming into recovery and hearing the words "higher power" and feeling very lost and feeling as though um, the higher the God of my religion had no worry or care or interest in what I was doing uh, compulsively with food. And uh, for that reason, it took me some time to smash my idea of God before I could come into step two. And um, as I've shared previously, and I'll share again today, my very first higher power was the meeting. I could not expand my thoughts beyond the meeting, the people that were there that were happy, joyous, and free that were holding the door for me and reaching out to me saying, come on in. This is a great place to be. Um, I could not fathom any other type of a higher power. It was just, uh, I was just utterly blocked. Other than the God of my childhood, uh, which to me sat on the throne and judged me as a good person or a bad person, um, and if I was died, which I most certainly was, that I didn't have Him or Her in my um, as as something I could rely on. But it was through recovery that these words came alive, that the actions of others showing me how they believe or how they had faith um, was was um, the, the thing that taught me and the thing that cracked open my heart and allowed me to have that faith, a faith which was planted in me by fellows and then grew uh, at that point so I could continue on my step work and I could continue to recover and still grows today. Um, I love hearing other folks speak of their higher power and um, learning over and over again how to have faith and how to believe um in all areas of my life. And uh with that I will pass. Thanks for letting me share.
4: Thank you,
0: Lynn S. And we are on page forty seven, paragraphs two and three. And who would like to comment this morning? Who would like to share?
5: Tina S.
0: Tina Lisa F. B. Shannon Harlan G. Lisa.
3: Harlan. Barbara E. Barbara. Denise C.
0: Please say that again. Denise C. Denise C. Okay. Thank you. Lynn F. All right. Lynn F. Okay. No. Say that again. Was it Lynn F? Okay, this is what I got. Yeah. I got. All right. Tina S., Shannon, I didn't get your last initial, Lisa B., Harlan G., Barbara E., Denise C., Lynn F. Okay, Tina, you're up, followed by Shannon.
5: Thanks, Monica, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Well, I love this. You know, I can remember when I first came into the rooms and I saw the God word up on the wall and, you know, I too, I was raised Catholic. And I share this because it's my experience, but I was certainly was not a practicing Catholic because of my own ideas as I was growing up. And so, you know, when I read this part where it talks about, you know, we needed to ask ourselves, but one short question, do I... Leave. Do I now believe or am I willing to believe that there's a power greater than myself it doesn't say that I believe in God it says that there's a power greater than myself. And I can remember somebody told me doesn't didn't matter what it was as long as it wasn't you Tina. And so I, I could start from there. And all I needed to be was willing, you know, they told me I could start right where I was at I didn't have to be any other place. I liked that idea. And that they also told me that it was proven. It was proven from here, I could build um, an effective spiritual structure. I could, I could build one. And so therefore, you know, since work two, that means there's three through 12, you know, so then I could go on and I I like what was just shared, I could go on with the rest of the work, you know, and that this was great news, because it was certainly great news for me, because I had tried on my own for so, so long and had failed over and over and over again. And so the only thing that ever works for me is, is the 12 steps and the transformation comes about through them you know, to me, not by me. I love that. And, um, and I got a shot every single day, every single day on my own willingness, not somebody else's, you know, and, and I too loved what was shared. Before I believed in a power greater than myself, I believed in the group. And, um, and anyway, you know, I keep coming back because I love what I'm getting, you know, and if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing it. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Hi, you, Tina F. And Shannon, it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. And if you'd give me your last initial, please, Shannon.
6: Shannon F. as in Frank or fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Shannon F. Um, from Minnesota. I'm very happy to be able to share today this quote where we talk about um, willing to believe. I, I feel very strongly about um I have always said to myself and to my sponsees do this program perfectly and perfect. None of us are going to master the concept of God in a day. And it's it, it, but I thought if we can at least just open our minds up just enough like just open the open the window just enough to get the breeze of God in then we can get the ball rolling. Um, I also (laughs) had to check myself into the Catholicism Rehabilitation Program, Um, and nothing against Catholicism necessarily. I just didn't resonate with it. So I had this too-cool-for-school attitude towards God, so it took me a a long time and a lot of willingness to try and repair that um, concept of God in my consciousness, but what sparked that fire of passion was willingness just to have a little bit of openness and at least the flow could get going a little bit with that so I've always again told myself and my sponsees and anybody had come in contact with this program that has a hard time with the concept of God when there's a plenty of emotional baggage behind this, like just do it perfectly imperfect and just open your mind up to possibilities of what God could be beyond our own finite thinking. Because um, if there's some sort of power that can keep our world spinning around despite all the tragedies and all this and that, it's probably just enough power to get me away from the fridge. So if I can open up to just just enough of that, there's, there's possibilities. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Shannon F. As in fun. Thank you, Lisa B. You're up, and then it'll be Harlan G.
7: Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you for your service. Um, the The reading really um, spoke to me this morning. But the words that jumped out for me: uh, wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. And I looked up the word effective. And it means successful in producing a desired or intended result, potent or powerful. And I love that because that gives me a lot of hope. And then, you know, it's funny, I felt kind of inspired to look up the opposite meaning of structure and it's chaos, destruction, disorder, mess, disarray. And I remember my father driving me to the treatment center I went to many years ago for my compulsive overeating and he asked me what was wrong and I said, the only thing I can say is I feel like I have no foundation, that I'm just sinking. I'm just sinking down into this abyss. And I realized I never had a foundation. I've never had a structure. And um, today I have a structure. I do have a structure. And the meaning of structure is, well, some synonyms are shape. I have something to shape in my life, you know, that is holding me, that's supporting me. And it began with this step. It was just the willingness to look at this step. And I recently read Step 2 in the AA 12 and 12. And it was amazing because it describes the different types of individuals that we can be with our beliefs. And it really helped me to identify in with one of those. And it gives me suggestions and recommendations. And one of the things that it says in Step 2 Um, on the last page, it says, few indeed are the practicing alcoholics who have any idea how irrational they are, or seeing their irrationality can bear to face it, you know, and that's me, that is me, like, I don't know how sick I am, I don't know, I don't know really the depths of the selfishness, but I don't know the depths of this compulsive overeating, you know, and that is a chronic condition for me even though I'm recovered and I have had a spiritual awakening truly that is sufficient to release me from the grips of this disease but I am in um you know only a daily basis of my spiritual condition but that chronic condition is there all the time for me but this is just such a meaty step like it gets meatier and meatier every time we read it and I love what I read in the a 12 and 12 step two I highly recommend it and thank you I pass.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. Harlan G. You're up. And then it'll be Barbara E.
8: Thank you, Monica. And thank you to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I have already been through the doctor's opinion. I have studied Bill's story. I have studied there is a solution. And I have studied more about alcoholism And based on those chapters, I have come to a conclusion. And if I have not yet come to that conclusion, I'm screwed because the depth at which I will accept the information in the doctor's opinion in the first few chapters is going to mark the urgency with which I will work the rest of the steps. I'm going to go back to page 12 in Bill's story here and it says, in Italian, It was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. Beginning is step three and the rest is step two. I saw that growth could start from that point upon a foundation of complete willingness. I might build what I saw in my friend. Would I have it? Of course I would. Of course, we're talking about Ebby and Bill, and Ebby was sober and Bill was drunk. The world was functioning with a sane relationship with food, and I was not. I am powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. We admitted we were powerless over food, our lives have become unmanageable, is the basis of my accepting of the need for a higher power. Never mind arguments. Never mind that there's sick children here or horrible things happening there. Never mind that stuff. I either want to be drunk or I want to be sober. Do I now believe? Or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? Am I so egotistical that I am the be-all and the end-all? Because that has never worked for me and it's never going to work for me. And based on the fact that maybe I don't like certain things about the world, just like everybody else, can I just pull my ego to one side today and say I'm not the be-all and the end-all? I am a lesser power, so I'm willing to believe that there is indeed a power greater than myself, and based on that, I can recover. And if I can recover, then I can live, and I can enjoy life. And for 19 years, I have not eaten convulsively, and I have done so happily. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan G. Barbara E., it's your turn, and then it'll be
9: Denise C. Thank you, Monica. Good morning, everyone. When I first came into OA over 20 years ago, and I heard people talking of a spiritual approach and being rocketed to the fourth dimension, I was skeptical, very skeptical, and judgmental. I'd never read the big book. I'd never worked the 12 steps. I simply heard about this rocket ship and I said, really? How could God relieve them of their obsession with food? I knew I was obsessed with food. I knew it was all I thought about, not my kids, my husband, my job. And yet over and over I was able to get control and stop eating. But inevitably there came a time when I could not stop, not for a month, a year, a decade. So I found different rooms. I found a room that talked only about the tools and the tools I could understand. I could get a sponsor. I could go to the meetings. I could make the phone calls. I could do the writings. I could do all that. And I did not have to think about a higher power, a spiritual experience, a rocket ship. But inevitably, there came a day when I realized I needed more. I would have to to have that spiritual experience. I would crave that spiritual experience because thin is not well. Thin is just thin, my friends. I wanted to stop being irritable, angry, isolating. I wanted to be happy, joyous, and free. I had to be willing, just willing, as I read in the big book, to open the door a crack. I didn't have to believe, I just had to do all the things outlined in the big book, follow good orderly direction, and maybe I could commence to do this on a simpler level, and that's what I did over and over. I was willing to believe, and gradually, and it was gradually, I crossed that bridge, I now believed with the inner ear of my heart, that there is a power out there that's enabling me to do the right thing, to be kinder, more loving. So I call my God good, love, tolerance. That is all it has to be. And if you're out there and you're struggling, this is so worth it, my friends, so worth it. After two decades, I am living proof that it works if you're willing to get out there and row the boat. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E.
4: Denise C., you're up. Hi, this is Denise C. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. I enjoyed what was read today. It reminds me of the third step. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. God has always been my higher power, but I, I like that this program, this fellowship, is so inclusive when it says, as we understood him, which means for those that God is not their higher power, they can still be in this program because they can determine what is their higher power. I mean, the group can be their higher power or their higher power can be the universe it's totally up to them and i love that this program of fellowship allows us to choose who our higher power is and i know that the longer you stay in this program that there eventually most of those that do not believe in the same higher power i believe in they're converted they're converted to know that there is surely something out there that is greater than they are, something that can help them with their compulsive overeating. And I always wondered when I came in and when I learned about the fellowship is I've always had a higher power. Why didn't I know back then that my higher power could help me with my compulsive overeating? Because I was praying the wrong prayer. I was praying for willpower. And it's not about willpower. It's about his power, God's power, and I learned that. And when you pray a prayer, you have to be careful what you pray for. And I was praying for willpower that really doesn't exist. Willpower is not a word that I use anymore. It's God's power that I use to get me through uh, my program 24 hours a day, sometimes an hour or, or a minute or a second a day. Um, God's power allows me to work and use the tools of the program to help me stay abstinent. It allows me to have a plan of action when I want to eat or binge. I know I can pick up the telephone, get my literature, meditate. There are things that I can do that my higher power tells me, and I feel it in my heart. And I know that it is definitely a power greater than I am. And for those that have not found that power, I pray that they do find the power, and they can name it whatever they want to name it, just knowing that if they can find a power higher than them, they can have a spiritual awakening that will change their life forever. It will recreate their lives and make them a better and a different person and will help them to work this wonderful program of abstinence so that they can be what it is their higher power would have them to be. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Denise, and for those who came
0: on a little bit later, we are on page forty-seven. We are sharing on paragraphs two and three. We needed to ask ourselves, but one short question ending with, "We could commence at a simpler level." And who else would like to share this morning?
10: Nancy,
0: Nancy P. Q. I didn't hear either one of you.
10: <laughs> Nancy
2: P. Nancy, Nancy P. P. You? Okay.
11: Lillian Ten- M. Lillian. Lillian M. Oh, Lillian.
0: N as in Nancy. M as in Mary. M as in Mary. Thank you so much.
6: Shauna H.
0: Shauna H. Is it Donna? Um.
10: Sean.
0: Sh- Shauna. shana, shana. You're breaking up. Joe M. Joe M.
12: Lori W.
3: Lori W. This is what I've got so far.
0: Nancy B., Jody E.Q., Lillian M., Shauna H., Joe M., and Lori W. And Tenson, did I hear you in there? Okay, Nancy B, you're up. Followed by Jody EQ. Hi,
13: this is Nancy P from Boston, not B. Um, so, to me, this I remember well. This part of step two or when we were doing, when I was doing it with my sponsor and the only thing I could ever focus on is how I wish I had what that man had because my whole life prior to working these steps and this process was I wanted what you had and I didn't want to do any work to get it nor if I decided that I could possibly do some work did I want to do the work I wanted to be done with the work I wanted to have said I did that work and um, I, if I, if if that didn't happen, if I wasn't where I wanted to be without doing any work, or if I just didn't even try but couldn't get there some magic way, I just would throw up my hands and say, "What's the use?" and go right over to, you know, the refrigerator or the ice cream store. And um, you know, slowly, 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 with this sponsor that was so wonderful for me, perfect for me. Um, I slogged through, and by the way, it didn't even take that long. Um, I, I was willing to believe that was okay, um, but I thought, how am I going to get there? And I, you know, when I when I do pray, I say, please come to me, or please let me show you how you love me. Please let me show you how I love you, or let please show you how you love me. Like show me how you love me, whatever. Um, and I found over the past even a few days, because I've only been through the process, I've only been recovered for, a, you know, maybe a month, um, that God doesn't, you don't look. I don't look up to the, you know, to the proverbial sky and say, okay, bring me there, make me believe. What happens is I have opportunities to um, show my higher power that I'm willing to believe. And so that could be anything from, you know, as it says in awakening. I do think about the 24 hours ahead, but, you know, last night we had company for dinner and my husband had to take this, our guest home. And so while he, you know, the deal is I cook and he cleans up, but I didn't want him to come home for, to a dirty kitchen 40 minutes later at 11 o'clock, so I cleaned up for him. That made me feel great. That made me feel like I was in touch with this power greater than myself doing service for others. And it's not just the action of doing it. It's the mental lift that I get from doing what I believe, acting in a way that I believe God would have me be. And so it's a symbiotic relationship. I do that, and I get more spiritual experience. I get more spiritual experience. I'm willing to do more. So I I really feel as though, you know, I had such trouble, I confessed to my sponsor about not knowing if I could do this. And she said not to worry about it. And so I didn't worry about it. And as often happens, when we're quiet and still, our higher power comes to us. And so when my Time. mind is quiet and still, thank you, then God came to me. It does continue to come to me with that up Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Jody E. Q. It's your turn and then it'll be Lily and M.
14: Thank you, Monica. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovered in California, and gratefully uh, with some faith today, with a lot of faith in this higher power that I always believed in, but uh, didn't rely on and didn't have a relationship with before I found these 12 steps. So all I have to be is willing to believe. I don't have to have a complicated understanding of a higher power. For me, that was difficult uh, in the religion of my upbringing. There were many articles of faith which I was expected to believe, and uh, some of them I found difficult to believe. Not, Not many, but some. And it was comforting to me to learn that I could commence at a simpler level. It didn't have to be complicated. It didn't have to be detailed. It does not have to be specific. It can be very vague. Even today for me, it is probably more vague than it ever was. My understanding of my higher power is that it's a very mysterious thing and very roomy and inclusive. Inclusive not exclusive. So for me, all religions are beautiful and wonderful if they work for people. I, I have no problem with any of them. And I don't feel that I have to adopt any one particular religion. My higher power can meet me where I am if I come to my higher power humbly obediently asking to be used to be of service to others in any way that I possibly can be. And when I come to my higher power with that humility and that desire to serve, my higher power does use me and does guide me. As long as I stay abstinent and working these 12 steps, which I believe were given to me by my higher power. I believe my higher power led me here to OA and offered me these simple tools, the 12 steps, laid them at my feet. And I have to pick them up and use them on a daily basis. That is the deal (laughs) I feel that I have with my higher power. And that's as... uh, that's how it is for me. And I'm so grateful that God led me here and to this meeting in particular. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jody EQ. Lillian M., it's your turn, and then it'll be Shauna H.
11: Good morning. I am Lillian M. from Georgia, a recovered uh, compulsive eater one day at a time by the grace of God. Um, as I read these two paragraphs today and pretty much this entire chapter, it reminds me of a scripture that talks about newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk, so that they so that by it they may grow up in their in your salvation, and it just reminds me that when we talk about our spiritual power that we don't all come in at the same level, that if you can envision a newborn baby uh, craving milk, that's just our desire to get to know our higher power even better. And that's just one of the beautiful things about um, OA and this um, 12 steps that um, we're all at, at different levels. As I listen to everyone on the um, phone calls each morning, you can um, wish that you could be more like some of the ones that's been coming into these rooms for years, but it, but all it requires of you is to um, come in as, as a newborn, as a baby and um, Even at that uh, sort of uh, way of commitment, you are able to grow in your belief, and so that is what I'm taking away from this um, these two chapters this morning, and this whole section when it talks about we agnostics, you we don't have to go come in here believing at the same level of those who've been a part of it for. For decades, we just have to have a desire to um, turn our life and our will over to Him, where we are at this very moment, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Lillian M. Shauna H. You're up, and then it'll be Joe M.
10: Hi, this is Shauna H. from Massachusetts. Thing that I wanted to to share today is that when I first started in OA. I was really, really wound up. I was so wound up that when I had a sponsor, I just wrote this really long, long, long email to my sponsor, and I sent it off, and I felt such a sense of relief. And then I saw her at our meeting, and she said, oh, hey, by the way, that email that you sent, it was all in the subject line, and I could only read the first few words. And I thought, well, what a waste of time that was because I needed to get that off my chest and she was the only person who could hear it. And then later on, I realized my higher power heard it. And for me, it was such a a teachable moment that I was willing to stop going to my sponsor with all of these crazy, crazy things that in fact, I call the crazies and just go to my higher power. And then I had to think to myself, how how do I get to my higher power? My sponsor kept saying, what I want for you is to find a spiritual way and neutrality. And I didn't know how to get there. I was so wound up. And finally, I started to do meditation, and I started to do yoga in the park. Where I live, we had a a free yoga in the park. And it was literally in the middle of town, and people would drive around the park and honk and, you know, yell stuff. And it wasn't exactly a peaceful setting. But somehow it was because I was on the grass, I was under the trees, I was with people, and the teacher asked us to put our our thumb on the middle of our forehead to see our in our third eye. And I thought, Oh, this is hilarious. And so I put my thumb up and inside there
15: was
13: Shauna, we've lost you.
2: Probably
0: Star one to unmute, Shauna. There you
10: that. are. Sorry. <laughs> what I really wanted to share, after all these stories, is that as a sponsor myself now, and as I work the steps, what I've learned is that. We don't have what they had in the old days in the, in the big book, like we saw today in our reading, where we have two people sitting across from a kitchen table day after day, sharing the book and talking face to face. What we have now is ear to ear, text to text, email to email. And we're, we're so close, we can contact each other immediately. And yet we're so far away from each other. We're, we're not sitting across the table looking at each other's eyes. And I know that, that I yearn for that sometimes. And I hear the yearning in people who contact me who just want to, you know, get, just talk. They just want to reach out and do a service call. I hear that yearning for, for face-to-face, touch-to-touch, t- touch touch, being together. And in my recovery, I've learned that I can do this in a simple way and accept what I have, or I can time. overdo it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shauna
0: H. Joe M. It's your turn, and then it'll be Lori W.
16: Thank you, and good morning to everyone on the line. My name is Joe M. I'm a recovery compulsive overeater in Minnesota. We needed to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? And why is that question so important, and why would I be willing to ask it? Well, I came into Overeaters Anonymous not believing that there was any other way to live other than the way I was living. Compulsive overeating every day, throughout the day, demoralization, morbid obesity, suicidal depression. I came to Overeaters Anonymous out of desperation, and out of desperation and with nowhere else to go, and with your leadership, I was able to admit my powerlessness then once I admitted my powerlessness again a level of desperation with nowhere else to go I needed to look up and look around and say are there other people in this room who have something that looks good to me I don't know that if I don't know I can have it myself I don't know that I could I didn't know at that time that I could have what you all had I didn't know that but I saw it in you I saw it in your eyes I heard it in your voice I could see it in your countenance the way you held yourself and it looked attractive to me And sometimes when I'm talking to newcomers and I'll ask them that question, is there anyone in the room whose recovery inspires you? You see something in someone else that that looks good to you. You don't necessarily know if it's available to you, but you believe it in them. And invariably they will say yes, and I will say that is the beginning of step two. Step two for me is hope. It's the possibility that something else is available to me. I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm beginning to open up my mind to consider the possibility that that it's possible. I think sometimes people get in trouble when they go to step two and they think they have to come up with a concept of a power greater than themselves. My experience was I had to first have an experience of a power greater than myself and I got that in step nine. I didn't really get that until step nine and then after that experience I started to develop a concept of a power greater than myself. So if you're new, I would urge you not to pressure yourself to come up with a concept at step two. Step two to me is simply about are you willing to consider their other ways of thinking than the than the limited thinking that you've had that has kept you in the food that was my experience and that has worked for me really well thank you and I'll pass
0: thank you Joanne
13: Laurie W it's your turn
12: thank you good morning Monica thank you for your service can I be heard yes you may go ahead all right thank you Um, Lori W., Compulsive Overeater, Recovered by God's Grace today, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Is there a God greater than me? Well, people, you better pray so, because I am a mess. Um, I was not enough to handle my own life. I was the author of Confusion. And um, it just, what I had in my my gifts, my talents, my skills, they just weren't enough. My life is unmanageable. I can't manage food. Um, and what I had to learn, I came in this program I saw so many people recovering. I saw people gaining a deeper understanding of the God of their their understanding and, and their concept of a loving God. And I wanted what they had. I wanted, really, I wanted the slimness. Um, but I wanted the peace and serenity that they had also. And so um, I prayed for the miracle, and I kept praying and asking God for the miracle of this program, the miracle. Help me, change me. And God said to me, Lori, instead of praying for the miracle, pray to be the miracle. When I started praying that God would make me a miracle, things started happening in my life that are so unimaginable and unbelievable that sometimes I have to do a reality check with my my guide and people in program and my friends to say, do you all think that I'm losing my mind? Because I'm not going crazy over things. That peace, that serenity, I have become the miracle. My life is the miracle of this program. I am helpful to people. I used to be just hurtful and harmful to people. When I left your presence, nine times out of ten, you felt worse about yourself than when I entered the room. Because I needed to boost myself up and make myself feel better than you. Today I am the miracle. I can go and share love. I can share experience. I can share strength. I can share hope. And then when I give it away, there's still enough for me to apply to my life. My work situation is crazy right now. Um, don't know if I'll have a job in a month. Um, but I have this peace and this serenity. That is the miracle that life can happen on its terms, and I don't have to eat over it, I don't have to get depressed, I don't have to try to work and and, um, be God and try to figure out the solution to this problem, I just have to give it to God, ask him to give me the wisdom as to what to do next, what should I do in this situation, what would you have me to say, what would you have me to not say, Lord help my mouth to shut up, sometimes that has to be my prayer, and um, I have become the miracle. And the things that I saw in other people are manifest in my own life and my own being today, and that is because I prayed to be the miracle. I want it to be the miracle I saw in all of you all, and it does happen. Pray for it, ask for it, work for it, and it will become yours as well. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Laurie W. And we've got time for two shares. Who would like to share?
1: Darian
15: say? Larry.
12: Darian. Sandy S.
0: and Larry. And okay, Darian K, Larry Kay and I got a Sandy if we get if we have time. Go ahead, Darian. Hi, I'm Darian
17: Kay in um the Berkshires, Massachusetts. So grateful to be here. Um so I pressed star 0 and there's 334 beautiful instruments of my higher power on this line. It just blows me away. Ah, um, I am just so grateful to have this program in my life and to know that, um, you know, I can have my my own conception of my higher power. And sometimes it's as simple as just breathing in and breathing out, you know, my breath. Um, I, I read somewhere that, you know, today we're gifted with a breath. Someone will take their last breath. And... You know, that's pretty poignant when I think about it. It's it's just, you know, I get to live today. Um, and so, you know, I dial in in the morning and get all these pearls of wisdom from all of you wonderful people. And I really feel like if I can't um, sort of have that concept in like a... Large on a large scale, I just take it down um to just you know people that I am in contact with are like vessels of my higher power and um you know and 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 you offer up all of your um experiences to me freely and willingly, and you give me hope and i you know I just feel like that is as simple as it gets. And I just, I'm just so grateful. I feel really grateful. I need this program probably more than I did when I first came in 30 odd years ago, Um, you know. And and I just, you know, I want to do the right thing, and I want to be the best person I can. I want to be my authentic self. That's really what I, I crave to be. And um, you know, without the food blocking me from that and fogging me. As I drive through the fog right now, um, you know I have that I have that opportunity, and um, you know I am just so grateful to to have that opportunity each and every day, as long as I do certain things. And the biggest thing I do as a Jewish person is get on my knees every morning, <laughs> um, because that is humbling myself to that power greater than me. Um, you know, I just have to feel small so that something else feels big. And, um, you know, and then I do that again at night because I am ever so grateful. Those are my um, bookends of the day. And um, thank you so much for listening. Well, that I passed.
0: Thank you, Darian Kay. Larry Kay, it's your turn. And you get to take us out.
15: Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Monica. Appreciate it. Um, you know, I really like what, what, um, what joe had to say about step two that was my experience as well um i did not you know it's kind of troubling i did not have a concept of god a clear concept of god at step two it unfolded and it materialized over time and it wasn't until i got well within the action steps and and completed that process that it that it that it crystallized in my my mind so is is believing in a higher power an essential component of the recovery process? You know that that's a question for you, because if you're if you're agnostic or you're atheist or you, you're a humanist, these are all concepts, right too. It can feel like a distraction from the work at hand, and it could be disturbing. It could be like a disturbing admonishment to check your beliefs at the door, that you better get on board here in step two, and you don't need to. We don't need to fight that. I wish someone would have told me that, that I didn't have to fight the concept in step two before I moved on. You know, we you can spend weeks and months, you can spend years in step two if you want to get it just right, and you'll never get it just right, and you'll probably pick up the food. Probably. You will if you're like me. Probably the next day or the next week, or the next month, or the next year. But for others, tapping into God's power is the very thing that makes recovery possible, so it's hard to ignore. I would just say, for me, I just kind of let it unfold and surrendered and said, well, let's see what happens. Let's test to see if this is even something. I don't know. Let me get, let, let me get on with the work. Are you open to it? Okay, good. You've taken step two. Good. Let's get on with the work. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Perfect timing. And with that, we've come to the end of our time for this morning. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, April 4th, is eleven thousand two hundred forty-seven one one. Two, four, seven We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. and Madeline R. Could you read for us, please, from page 164?:
18: Thank you, for letting You be of service. This is Madeline R. Recovered Compulsive Eater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.